A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Hello, welcome to the show once again. It was a good one last week, wasn't it? Enjoy that one. Uh, it was good to do, and you know, I didn't want to let people down. I don't want to think they're getting shortchanged. Still had a decent episode, I hope. I know it was me getting interviewed by somebody else, but you know, I just wanted it, I thought it would be a good idea. And you know, I love Mishka, and hopefully, you enjoyed that. Uh, so, yes, thank you for once again tuning in. So, with that in mind, regular listeners and new listeners, we have to do the admin bit first. So this is what we're doing at the top. We get this bit out of the way and then we get on with the show. So um, you can become a patron. In fact, please become a patron. Um, go to our Patreon page, uh, patreon.com forward slash membrane podcast. Bang us a few quid and then uh, you get to still have the best podcast in the world in your ears. So do that for us. That'd be lovely. Just a couple of quid, you won't notice, you know. That's, it's not like we're not making money out of this. We just want to keep the podcast going. That's literally all it is. And what you get in return, you get to see uh, video clips of the interviews that we've done. You get exclusive, like I say, exclusive views of those. You get the episodes first before everybody else. Um, there'll be some other things coming up in the future that we're going to be doing for you, patrons. So, uh, yeah, and the response to that has been brilliant. Thanks to all the lovely people that dropped us messages on all of the platforms. Really appreciate that. Thank you so much. So become a patron and just get on the firm become a producer if you want you can send us ideas uh, guests that you think that we, that we think would be great for this they don't have to be famous they don't have to be well known they could be all sorts of people you know someone if they do you know uh, a job that's to do with mental health or things like that and you think they'd be a great chat then get involved send them the name we can have a chat with them um, also check out our stylish insane in the membrane t-shirts uh, do that for us as well that's at buythatmerch.co.uk also, we've got Insane in the Membrane coffee beans from Wogan Coffee in Bristol. If you use the exclusive membrane, listen to promo code MEMBRANE, that's one word, uh, for 10% off of our podcast packs. There you go. What's not to love about that? And it's good coffee as well. We've had a bash on that. It's really nice. So get hold of that. Uh, and it says MEMBRANE and all that on the front. It's got our logo on the front of it. Yeah, come on. What's not to love? Go and buy it and then send us a photo and we'll put it up on all the socials and, see, and, share, and share the love. That's what we'll do. Uh, but you can find all of these on our link tree. The link to that is on all of our socials so you'll see it in the bio all you've got to do is click on that link and then that will take you to everything that we do it's all out in front of you all on a big list it's right there so what's not to love we just take one click and you see everything that we're doing merch radio shows podcasts everything is up there so do that for us that'd be great anyway this week's guest i've been wanting to get him on i don't know i think since the podcast began um i've known him I've known him like 20 years since I started in comedy. He's such a top dude and he's, he's been on everything. You know, he's, he's, he's had a great career. And um, 
and he's very vocal about his own struggles with mental health, which we talk about in this episode. I remember listening to his um, episode of Comedian's Comedian with Stu Goldsmith. It was so enlightening, not just about his mental health and how he's been, what, you know, his ups and downs and that, but also about how he, how he, you know, comedy, how he deals with comedy, how he comes up with his ideas and he's like, it's really interesting. And we get into that as well, as well on this episode, it's really insightful uh, for any new comedians or budding comedians, this is a really good one to listen to because Terry really lays it out and just says, you know, he's very honest, he says so many interesting things that I find, I think you'll find really helpful. Um, it's a really good episode. Uh, Terry Alderton is our guest this week, one of the finest comedians this country has ever produced. Um, and just a damn fine man. Uh, Terry's also got a podcast out called Bear With Me. Uh, it's available everywhere, Amazon Music. It's on all podcast platforms. Uh, we've got a clip of it coming up now. Now, for those viewers who are still lost on Bear here, so let me explain one more time. Yes. Bear is a man, okay? Correct. Who is dressed in a bear costume. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you see. Who is then got dressed into a man costume yeah. and then got changed one more time into another bear costume. I'm spitzing in here. And let's also take into account. Oh, yeah. He stands at over seven feet tall. Seven foot two. He does look like pretty much like a real bear. I do, yes. And uh, <laughs> he does a pretty good impersonation of a bear. Give him a blast, bear. Go on. <laughs> Listen to that round of applause and quite a few people screaming. So there you go. So anyway, let's get on with it. Coming up in a minute is Terry Alderton. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A podcast from producer paul.co.uk. Insane in the membrane. It's nice to see you, Terry. And you, Rich Wilson. Last time I saw you, this is how we do it, by the way. There's no big introductions, just off. Just chatting. Right. Yeah, I like that. And I like that. The last time I saw you, I think it was the last time I saw you, we were walking towards each other at Tottenham Court Road Tube Station. You were on the phone. I was walking towards Christmas. the last time I saw you? I think it might be the last time I saw you. Maybe we've worked together since, but that's the one that sticks in my mind. <clears throat> because I've seen you since... I, yeah. I worked with, uh, um, who did I work with the other night? What's his name? Um, not Is it Gareth? Gareth someone. And I said, if you, and he does a bit about you in his act. Actually. Oh, Gareth Millerick. Yes. Yeah. He's lovely. He was very funny. Love him. Talk about, talk about different off stage to on stage. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, he yeah, He just yeah. goes on stage and becomes a like monster. And I'm like, well, not a monster. I mean, that's horrible. So, but it's like, it's like a, watching an act, actor acting out a play, isn't it? it yeah, 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 yeah. But I said to him, you, him, and um, uh, Keith Farnham on the same bill would be quite weird. Because you all kind of morph as one. <laughs> just, like, just like the three, well, it's just one stage of man, isn't it? We're just, yes. just the, the different degrees of height. But when I saw yeah. you at Tottenham yes. Court Road, you didn't even come off the phone. We just walked towards each other. You were chatting away, and you got me in a headlock, and then you kept me in a headlock until you finished your call. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because I wanted to keep you close. You yeah, see. no, I loved didn't it. Where you, you going nowhere? Did I? <laughs> but it's but it's things like that. This is why. This is why. This is why I love people like you because you just you just you just you just don't know what's going to happen when I'm around you. You don't know what's going to happen, and I love that. People should be more like that. Because I, I don't know what's going to happen. That's no, exactly. Right. That's me. <laughs> I've lived my life with everything happening at once. So yeah, I'm, I, I spend the whole world thinking, "Oh no, that, that's happening now." Is it? <laughs> so now I've got to change. I've got to change tack. You got... <laughs> so I'm good at adapting. No, I like that. Yeah, but some. But I think you managed to you managed to make your way through the world. It still manages to be who you are and yeah. all the other versions of yourself. Yes. At the same time. Yeah, lots this, of Terry's. It's like you've got, like, you got like, your main head is like the sun, and then there's a load of other Terry yeah. planets, like, just, just pirouetting around like it. I like that. That's good. That's that's very nice. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Go ahead, Rich Wilson. No. There you go. Have it. Let that look good on you. Can make that look good on a T-shirt. Your head. And then all these other little heads. The little Terry's go around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I've got a thing in my act, actually. I don't know if you've seen me do that. When I, um, I, uh, I, I have a bit where I stop the show and I go, let's find out what Terry we got tonight. And then I play this little tune. It goes, what Terry did we get tonight? What Terry have we got tonight? Oh, yeah. What's ter-? It's just stupid. Yeah, I've not seen that. No, but when I break it down and actually then tell someone about it, I'm thinking I've got to, I've got to get a proper act. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to get some jokes. Man. No, but I remember I remember when you I saw you on the boat years ago, and I remember you telling me you went I've got this new bit, and it's and it's like these two cats, these two like oh, the, yeah. the angel and the devil inside me, yeah. and then you turn around to the thing and I, and yeah. and, you, and when you explained it, I was like. All right, oh, that sounds interesting. Uh-huh. And when I saw it, and, it, and it, ever since, everyone's like, it's fucking great. It's such a nice bit. It was nice to see you right at the beginning when you first started doing it to what it became. Like, people fucking love that. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, yeah, it was uh, the, the, what, what, uh, uh, we're, we're doing it now, aren't we? We're, this is it, mate. In. Yeah. 
I love it. Isn't it? Just it's like it, me and you haven't seen each other. We're just chatting. All right, yeah. So yeah. Um, I'll talk to you like you've never seen me. But um, yes, basically, what happened? What have I ever told you this story? No. Right, okay, what happened was, I was in Dubai long, 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 long time ago, right? Um, And everything had gone wonky in the world, Twin Towers and all that, and I'd kind of lost my mind a little bit. I'd had this sort of rise to to what I got to, telly and all that, and then it was all kind of just, it was all just taken away. Like, all of a sudden, everyone had changed uh, up top, and everyone who came in went, nah, not him. Yeah, right. So I kind of went back to doing comedy, and I ended up in doing these gigs in Dubai with Ben Norris, and um, <clears throat> I happened to do this routine. Well, not even a routine. It was just a flippant observation about court of prayer. And I started doing all this stuff in Dubai. And uh, it, after the show, it went proper wonky. The, <laughs> the people who run the gig went, "We're in big trouble here. You're gonna have to, you know, you're gonna have to write letters, and you might get deported and all oh, this stuff." Shit. Right, okay. So anyway, I didn't, and I managed to do the gig the next night. But the next night, I, I was so I was in this sort of world of darkness and uh, not even knowing what I was anymore, be it a comedian or what kind of comic I was or anything. See, I come back doing comedy after four or five years with the same old crap I was doing before. So it didn't really make any sense. And I used to do this. I used to have one routine in my act where I would uh, say I was in New York, right? And I went up to the bar and I said to the guy, can I have a medium white wine? And he went, we only do the one size, right? That that is, actually did happen, right? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. the gag was I'd turn around and then I'd have these two voices, and one would go, you must go back, show him the bulldog spirit, right? That's all it was. <laughs> and then I'd go back and finish the routine. But after what had happened, I just carried on. I turned around and just said, what kind of world we're living in? There's no freedom of speech here. Let's not even talk about the slavery that goes on in this country because we're not allowed to. So I was doing it all to the wall. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I turned around and then acted like nothing had happened, and I continued to do this, kept doing it, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end of it, I come off stage and uh, um, Nor- Ben Norris, Norris come up to me and he went, what was that you're doing? And I went, oh, I said, you know, I shouldn't have done it. It's very unprofessional of me. And he went, no, man. He said, you you mustn't stop doing whatever you're doing there. But just, just don't be so bitter with it. And this was about 2005. And then I went to Edinburgh in 2006. And I took a load of old stuff and then I cobbled together with, with all that turning around business. Mm. And... Uh, that's when I'd learned how to to wield wield it, if that makes sense. Yeah, and that, yeah, that yeah. was that was, and then it grew into what it is now, which is all these years on. I fucking love it, and everyone does. What? What? So you're talking about? This is really interesting, actually, because yeah. when you see people that you know they 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 start, you know, the, the whole industry's talking like that. Like, they're around you, you know. They're sending cars for you, you know. You are. Yeah. They're, they're, everyone's. They're always, oh, Terry, 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 Terry. Yeah. And then one day. You get it starts. To, you feel it. It, it. it goes. Yeah, and it goes like, oh, can you make your own way in? And that's how you know <laughs> it's starting. Yeah. When the cars stop, and then when the, and it must be hard when when the whole industry goes. Yeah, we're doing this now. When you were in it, that must that must fuck you up on so many different levels. Yeah. It does. It, t- it totally does because because you you built up this whole thing, you know, being this flavour and. And this was like probably from about 90, God, how old am I? 96, 7. No, a bit earlier than that, maybe. I started 91 on the circuit, didn't I? And then I probably, yeah, probably about 94, this sort of into 95, this sort of rise was happening. So that that sort of really took hold by about 99 in Edinburgh. And I'd had this, you know, everything was just coming together 
as it does. And yeah. then by, like you say, about 2001, you know, I was getting on the train again. You know, I was yeah. getting on my bike, in fact. In fact, I don't think I had any wheels on my bike. But you know what? <laughs> the way I always see this business is, for me, it's always been this, right? <laughs> it's like I've been doing, I'm, I'm constantly doing up this car, right? Yeah. And and I eventually, you know, get get it going. And by that time, what you're talking about, I'd actually got it off the drive and driven it down the road a bit. And then it broke down again. I had to push it <laughs> all the way back to the driveway and start working on it all over again, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's probably not a really good uh, sort of analogy, but that's kind of how I feel. It's kind, of, it's kind of like it's that knockdown, get back up again, isn't it? Yeah, We're constantly yeah, yeah. having to go. But of course, then you get to my age and nearly your age. Uh, yeah. You're a lot younger than me now, I think. Not much. I'm fifty. All oh, right. Well, ish. are you fifty now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. turn fifty. All oh, right. No, you're not. Yeah. You're a year behind me. I thought you were yeah, much younger than that. No. Um, well, you get to, of course, this age, and you, you go right. Okay, I'm going to make my own way now. I mean, some people did that a lot younger than I did, but you, mm. there's no fear at fifty. You say you don't no. care. And that's why I'm doing my podcast now, because I wanted to do that this year. I wanted to get up and, and do something off my own back. Because, you know, when you do get to that point of that falling down and you want to pick up again, we're now in a different world to what we were in 1999. We're now in a world of, you know, this, you know, what yeah. we're doing here and screens and, and, of course, all the usual YouTubes and TikToks and all this kind of thing. But... I didn't want to get on that. You know, my 15-year-old's constantly on the way. The problem is now, of course, uh, I'm not even a dinosaur. I, I'm past extinction. I'm I'm oil, right? So <laughs> <laughs> I've been burnt in a car and everything. I've gone, right? I'm not. I'm a, I'm a gas. I don't even know what I am. I'm not even carbon anymore. But the point being is, you know, I didn't want to get into that that noise uh, of of you know of all this sort of world you know yeah. you know what i'm saying and and just going look i'm i'm a desperate 50 year old man trying to be funny on on yeah. on a young platform and then i thought actually why don't i do the podcast i had done a radio four show i did three three series of my radio four show which was potty um but some of the characters in that i thought oh hold on the, the i should build stories with them so that's how you know ed and the bear came along and and now we have bear with me so that's and i'm enjoying that and i wanted to get up this year uh, and so i set up this little studio that i'm in as well because i wanted to get up and get on with it whereas you mm. know if i've got to put it all together then i'll do it tomorrow when i procrastinate yeah. you know where it's all here and now i'm getting on with it and i'm enjoying myself and the point was, I just wanted to do it for me to say I've got a podcast, but it's actually getting people are listening to it, believe yeah. it or not. Mate. So it's good. Uh, so I, basically, I'm doing what I want to do. And that's lovely. And what I love about you is that you are, you have a strength. You do have a strength because you, you've been very vocal about your, your, your uh, dealings with your own mental health and all that. You've yeah. been very open about that. And, but at the same time, you have a strength because you, yes, you're aware of that. But you don't, you don't let it get to you. It's always, you always manage to pull yourself back up again, which is, which is, which is inspirational. You've also, you've also managed to get, bridge the gap because you're like, you know, you like, you were, you were, a, you, you played football. You're into your football, but then at the same time, there's a surreal edge to you. It's like you're not, yes. like you're kind of everything. You're all sorts of things. Like, I'll tell you what I am. I'm packaged wonderful. as, I'm packaged. Uh, I was actually thinking about this not that long ago about my act. Actually, you know, if you my act sums up what you're saying here, it's packaged. You know, I start with a song, I end with a song, and I do a few songs in the middle. It's packaged like a like an old traditional seventies cabaret act, but but instead of doing uh, my wife, you know, um, that kind of thing, and joke, you know, yeah. it goes off in a wonky place. There's always this little twist 
to it. Yeah. And you're you're right. I do I, I always see myself as a bit of a geezer nerd, if you like. You know, I'm actually yeah. you know, I'm a bit blokey and a bit football, but actually I'm a bit of a nerdy weirdo. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm all I'm square pegs and round holes all in pegs and square ones and whatever that is. But um yeah, full yeah, of cliche yeah. as well. But yeah, I'm 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 happy the thing is I'm happy with who I am now. Whereas before I think I was not fighting it and not knowing who I was. I knew I I always know I'm a bit different Mm. because everyone seems to tell me, but, um, but instead of fighting it and, and trying to fit in, you know, I just suddenly realized that you need to just go like I was just saying earlier on without repeating myself, you know, I just go with my own flow now because yeah, you, you try and, <clears throat> you know, you try and um, jump in the water with everyone else, don't you? And you're all paddling. Yeah. And then what I thought was, I'm, I'm getting out here. And everyone goes, look, he's getting out. He's getting out. And I'm like, no, I'm doing this anymore. Yeah. So I'm on the bank now creating my own little boat. <laughs> but that's it. I was the same. I think it comes with age. You sort of get to a point because, you, like you say, f- throughout your life, you're always like, Oh, everyone's telling me I should fit in, so I'm going to try and fit in. All right, but then there's this little voice in your head going, "Yeah, but that's not you. You're you're not these people. You're not that. Why? No. You know, you should be. I wish I'd learn. I wish I knew that at an earlier age that being myself and the things I'm into and the things that the things that make me happy were fine. And I was I should have been. Embra- I wish I'd embraced them earlier instead of Absolutely. trying to fit in. What's the old cliche? The youth is wasted on the youth, isn't it? Yeah, 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 Youth yeah, is yeah. wasted on the young or something. But Yes, it's a complete thing. I totally agree with you that I wish I'd had this head. If I'd had this head when I was 25, I'd be massive. <laughs> because I'd be full of arrogance as well then. So I don't mean that in a... I don't mean that in a... Actually, maybe I'll take that back. I don't want to be full of arrogance, but as you know as well as I do, everyone who's or friends of ours are big names. Mm. <laughs> they are driven by them. You know, their yeah. whole life is them. You know what I'm on about. It's, I do. It's not having a go at them, nah. but they're married to them. They're 100% them. And that's why it's when some people go, how have they made it? Well, I'll tell you why, because they believed and made everyone else believe it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It was and, all about uh, that actually, focus, yeah. Yeah, and actually, I will re- rewind that. I don't want to say that I'd rather be arrogant. That's complete nonsense. I think, actually, I'd rather just be... The, just try and be nice and get there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, but some people, you've seen it, and and it and it's quite funny as well when you when you it, like, for example, if you're wrapped up and it's like the winter, and you and you're wrapped up in your in your bubble hat and your scarf, and you see someone who's put the people perceive as famous, but we know them, mm. and then you go, all right, and they go, and they do that thing, not realizing it's Rich Wilson, and you go, <laughs> and then they and then you go, it's me, it's Rich, or you go, it's me, it's Tell, and they yeah. go. Oh, sorry, like that. And you go, oh, but that's how you really are with punters, is it? Yeah, that's interesting. yeah, 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 yeah. You're so... Because they're just on that path. They're just... They don't even see behind them. They don't even see... Like, I've seen it. I've seen it up close. I've been been around people that starting to become famous and you're and you're and they, you can watch them change and you're like you know and I'll, you're like you haven't listened to a word i've just said like, <laughs> over your shoulder yeah because yeah, they're over just the they're just on that path of i want to be a star i want to be yeah. there and you're and it and, it's, and they and they get all these ideas they go oh, i've come up with this i've come up with that you go no 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 you were talking to that's from what's name you were talking to them that's where you've got that from and they're like oh yeah shit they just don't see anything yeah. else. It's just what they just this. Like before he got his cock out, Louis C.K. said a brilliant thing about Dane Cook, and he said because there was a they had a bit of an argument about Dane nicking a joke from from Louis, 
and he said, he goes, you're like, he goes, you're like a, like a space rocket. He goes, you're just shooting forward and everything's getting caught up in your wake. He goes, and you're just gathering all these things up. He goes, you don't really know where they come from. You're just gathering it all up. And so they're just so focused on being stars. They don't see anything else. And so when you bump into them, they go, it takes them a minute and they go, oh shit. Yeah. Sorry, Rich. Cause they're yeah. so used to people coming up and can I have an autograph. Can I have this? Can I have that? They well, just that, get lost in the noise. I do, I do get that. I do, yeah. get, I do get that to a degree of. Um, I mean, I, but then again, some people are really quite rude as well, which I've also noticed. But you know, but where, that just even not even comedy, but do, like when when it just even when I was in EastEnders, yeah, you know, that was loopy. Yeah, man, loopy. <laughs> That's loopy. That's how did like, you do? How did you deal with it? Well, I, I didn't mind it because it wasn't me. They came up to see Terry from EastEnders. I wasn't. I wasn't really. I'd just go, "Oh, hi, how you doing?" and get on with it. You know, it yeah. was. But you could always tell if someone was, was kind of approached me whether they knew me as the comedian or if they were EastEnders fans. You could always tell which difference uh, people were going to come up. Very rarely in comedy, <laughs> but but yeah, it, it's a weird thing. And you kind of, I suppose, because um, you know, people who are into that. Uh, I don't watch it. I never did watch it. I mean, I watched it. I think when I was about. 10 mm. no I was being older than that wasn't I probably 15 but um, and that's funny that's a cliche what everyone says I don't watch these standards but um, I, I didn't watch it so yeah. I suppose people who do watch it and enjoy it it's kind of their thing isn't it? so if you're in their thing then you're in their thing yeah you're part yeah, of yeah. their thing if that makes sense well but, I get so, it and they buy into but, it as right, well okay. don't they they buy well, they're into right it because they're in because they watch you every day your, yeah. your brain doesn't know that you're watching characters. Your brain's like, oh, yeah, these are your mates or these are your family. And yeah. I can see where the lines get blurred. Yeah, I can see as well because yeah. I see people, uh, you know, who have been in my life forever, you know, hugely well-known faces. And you and if you see them in real life, you, you go, uh, you don't know them, of course, not comics. But, you know, yeah. maybe it's, uh, uh, I can't think of the top of my head, say it was David Attenborough. But you'd feel like you knew David Attenborough, wouldn't yeah. you? You'd be like. I know you. You know me, right, David? <laughs> Dave, Dave. We're mates. Dave, come on. Remember? Remember? I've watched you loads of times. We're no, in I can't we're we're see it. We were in the Galapagos the other day. You know, me and you. <laughs> I was riding the tortoise. <laughs> and you were going, get off, get off. Cue the David Attenborough impression. <laughs> <laughs> and so we move on. <laughs> but, you know, but it must be difficult. Like you've already said, when you have these extreme highs... And then there's extreme lows with what, like you've talked about, you've talked openly about being like your bipolar and your other dealings with your mental health. It, you, how, how have you managed to keep sane with all those? Well, I those think extremes? it is. I think you get, you get like, you know, I won't lie. I, I, do, I do take uh, supplements, <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I've read loads as well and uh, age as well. I've, I've, re, I've got this guy, Stephen Wenrick. Uh, I don't know if you say, would say Renwick. How would you say that name? It's Renick. Rennick, isn't think, it? Yeah. Stephen Rennick. Let's try that again. I mean, okay. He's a silent W, yeah. My mate. So Stephen Rennick uh, got hold of me on LinkedIn, right? And he's kept bugging me about reading his book, You'll Like It, You'll Like It. And it's um, uh, nine uh, nine ways to sleepwalk into something. I mean, that's how good the book is. I can't even bloody remember the name <laughs> of it. But it is brilliant, right? Um, I'll give you it before we go. Lovely. But it is a fantastic book. And that's one of the many books that I have read. Um, you know, and... I think what you need to do is you just have to re. When you read something like that, it just jiggles you, pokes you, and goes, "Look, yeah. it's nonsense again, isn't it?" You have to just keep reminding you that it's it's nonsense all the time, you know. And I think the good thing is, for me, 
being uh, in an artistic world, and I say this to a lot of people who, who, who feel got the black dog and the blues and all that, is do something, even if it's gardening, or just get some, get a canvas and some paints. And even if you're not very good, it doesn't matter. But just take you away and get get that sort of achievement and those, the, you know, that that, that the endorphins of uh, flowing and you know, get that point of going. Oh, actually, you know, I'm doing something opposed from just getting up in the morning and going. Oh, here we go again. You know, mm. and and I think that's. Uh, what, what I did to a degree, I don't bang on about it anymore because it's become, it's a bit of, bit of a funny one, this, but I'm glad that mental health now is out there and mm. become quite vogue, really. But I'm also seeing, to me, it's a, it's a little bit of a a card now as yeah, well. You yeah, know? Yeah, so yeah, it, yeah. it kind of like, I don't really talk about it anymore because it's like, oh yeah, I got mental health problems, yeah. you know, and I'm on podcasts. So I've been banging on about it for years and years and years and years and years, you know, but... Um, uh, it, it, it's good that it's out there and I'm pleased that people are, are quite open to talking about what, what they have. But for me personally, I just, you know, I just, uh, I just managed to um, address it and then know when it's coming as it were. And yeah. also um, like a, oh, like a scratch record here. Uh, I am older now I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm very happy where I live. I got, I live in a lovely house. Um, I've, I'm lucky. Uh, I've, I've got a beautiful 18 year old Mercedes, which I love. Right, lovely. I, and it was, a, it was a, it was a, it was a lockdown project. I got my mate gave me this car. I said, "Look, do you want this?" And I, he said to run around, and I went, "Yeah, all right." And then I started cleaning it, didn't I? So uh, it, went from, uh, <laughs> it yeah. went from this old, old decrepit heap to this beautiful uh, CLK convertible. Ooh. And when I got the roof down, I don't know if you can say this on your podcast, but I look a right wanker, and I love it. <laughs> I love it. Got me bucket hat on. <laughs> I look like a complete knob. And love that shit. But it, but it, it's it, of all the cars I've owned in my life, I'm just like I, I love this car so much. So what I'm saying is, materialistic things. You start realizing actually, you don't need to be buying that brand new car to pay out seven hundred, four hundred, two hundred and fifty quid a month for or whatever. Yeah. Do you see what I'm getting at? Yeah, these are yeah, little, yeah. These are, I'm trying to get to a point, but that's kind of that car was a learning, another learning curve to me to actually go look yeah. at this old banger. Well, I love it. You know what I mean? I, I love that car so much. Like, <laughs> But what if she was here now, D, she'd be going to me. Oh God, you're not about that car again. <laughs> but that—that's that, the small little things, you know. That you—you—you you, you need to get yourself to points, don't you? And I've Absolutely. done. I've got. I love my house. I love where I live. Uh, you know, I'm lucky with my family. The the folks are still here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's all. You yeah. know what have I got to? Um, what have I got to be down about? Nothing. So you, it, it's a, but it takes it takes a lot of learning to do that to readdress your mind and and it's going back to that whole thing you were saying about the, you know that rise and then it all being taken away from you and yeah and I think that's it's it's a it's it's a loads of little things, isn't it? I think that's what causes a lot of mental yeah, health is loads of tiny little things that just keep bombing you and before you know it they start getting in. So yeah, you to start pushing them back out again. But you know what? It's true and little things. Like I had it up until yesterday. Up until yesterday, oh. I was all right. Just fucking phone him, phone him. I, I, it was a couple of phone calls I hadn't made. A couple of things I've been like burying my head in the sand about. Mm. And I'm like, just to the point. Like I was like, Do you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna walk into the sea. I'm just tired. Because then <laughs> what happens is I build up in my head that everyone hates me. It get, I get that. And I'm like, everyone, everyone thinks you're a prick. Why Why do they bother with you? What's wrong with you? And he starts getting in, and then you suddenly realise, oh, fuck, I've been lying on my bed for two hours now. I should have been up <laughs> doing something. And then it just happened. I just went, 
yesterday, I just went, oh, for, out loud, I went, for fuck's sake. And I just rang him and I went, hello, mate, listen, blah, 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 blah. And he went, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, don't worry, I'll sort it out. I went, oh, all right, yeah. So that's like two months. I should have phoned him. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it took yeah, me took me five minutes. And because he's a mate, he went, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Why don't you just phone me, you prick? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's and like it's the, well, yeah. that is one of the big things of, of of mental health as well. Is those things of uh, when when you um, so if you text someone, they don't come straight back to you, and then you sit in there going, why don't they come back to me? What, yeah. what, you know, and you're like, you know, how many times eventually do you get to someone to go, oh mate, I didn't see it, or or they say to you. Uh, you know, ah, oh, mate, I've been away for two weeks, or I don't yeah. know. You yeah. know, it's it's always you. It's your own insecurity building up. Um, one on one is twenty thousand. Yeah, no, <laughs> point two. But I see it other people as well when they message me and they're like, "Oh, Rich, I'm rich. I'm really sorry. Sorry, I'm a burden, mate. But I just, I need. Can you help me with this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, of course, mate. You're not a burden." So everyone's kind of a lot of people are feeling that they're a burden on each other, and <laughs> and like and going back to what you said about everybody. I think it's more, uh, it seems more amplified in our industry. People are trying to latch onto a thing yeah. that will then make, give them like a USP. They're kind of, oh, I, it, like the other day I was at a gig and everyone was, everyone was bisexual, everyone was had ADHD, everyone had this, yeah. ever. And you're like, okay, all right, you, you, all right, you all, you all these things and that's, that's, you know, fine, but. Just be a comedian. Just be funny. Yeah, just be a comedian. It's like, yeah. you know, uh, we could go on about loads of things like that, but I'm yeah. not going to because I'll get myself into trouble. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not being in trouble. But you know exactly what I'm about. You sort of certain acts and you walk on and they do their bit and then you're kind of going, <clears throat> oh, here comes that bit now. And there comes, oh, yeah, all right, there's that bit. And I, I know what you mean. For me, I watch people and I just, I want when people go, oh, this and that, and like you say, just be funny, man. And, yeah. and the other thing is, I really don't care. As an audience member, I'm sitting watching a comedian, unless you're packaging it correctly. Yeah, exactly. I'll be sitting there going, I don't give a monkeys, mate. Go and see yeah. a shrink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go you know, I'm, not, I'm not interested about you. I haven't paid money to watch you tell me about you for 20 minutes. It's boring. Yeah. You know, unless you're packaging it in a way and you've got that kind of... I think all great comics that do stand up, you know, you package your way into a... Into a like a, You become the character. So I'd be going, oh, I can imagine Rich Wilson getting it. I can imagine him getting yeah. into that scrape. You've got to package it. You can't just go, oh, yeah, so I've got this and that. I really don't give a monkey. No. I don't like, care. I, I always care. people say to me, I get people ask me a lot for advice, like they probably do with you. Well, like I did. I remember talking to you. I remember when we when I first started doing comedy. So I knew you before from being a barman. But I remember you it was you you turned around and you went, You gigging? And I went, Yeah, yeah, you went, Oh bloody hell. And you went, Any material of mine that you want to use when you're starting out, it goes, help yourself. Just whatever else and I'll never forget that it was a beautiful thing I mean I don't fucking know what I would have done but it was a beautiful <laughs> but, thing but, yeah, but that time yeah. I was a different comedian then yeah but, yeah yeah Yeah, where were you that's right you worked by, uh, the um, up the creek up in the creek in Greenwich and, Ma and Maidstone yeah but what I mean but people ask me all the time they go like any advice and I always say to them change I and me to us and we yeah because you're like you've just said no one wants to listen to you going I've got this and I'm that and this is this just they want to yeah. they want to have stuff that they can relate to. Yeah. Do you find that when you do this, you know? Do you find? Have you noticed? But yeah. But for me as well, I got to a point where 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 for whatever reason I'd had enough of that as well. So that's obviously mm. why I go off in this whole talking to myself. The other thing on that as well, and going back to the mental health and what I do on stage, when I uh, obviously went and saw people, 
they obviously the therapists and stuff would go off and one particular guy went went off and uh, obviously youtubed and stuff and then he said to me that that thing you're doing on stage you know where you're talking to your two voices and then you're coming around like nothing's happened and i went yeah he said what that is he says you've that's a drama triangle you've created right and the drama triangle is when you have the you have the child you have the protagonist protagonist and the child and then you have the adult trying to save and it goes around in this constant drama triangle mm. so at the, at the depths of my depression if you like i'd created inadvertently a drama triangle on stage so all that you know what are we doing yes all that stuff and then coming back causing the problems for for the for the me at the front and then them two running off and going uh, you know we'll, we'll be back here when you need us yeah. but what's really funny is that although i do those voices Sometimes in my head, I, the real me is going, oh, no, you know what I mean? But I can't, I can't relay that to the audience sometimes because they'll be thinking, oh, right, he hates us. Because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the audience get the show they deserve, you know, and that's true. <laughs> Do you know what I've mentioned in audiences? This is something as well, because sometimes our perception of how well we're doing on stage is so skewed sometimes, depending on mm. where we're at sort of mentally. Or where we're at in that, that particular moment, like sometimes our our moods are a little bit off, and, and even though we're performing and we're doing the thing, and then you'll come up and you'll go, oh, fuck, oh, I didn't enjoy that, and they go, mate, you just smashed that, and you go, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I nah. think they I was go, quite famous for that. <laughs> well, this is I remember one one in particular. It was at the store, it was a comedy store, yeah. and it was a you were honestly you were fucking roofing it, it or honestly f roofing it the place was going bananas and then you did this bit where you took the sign down off the back of the stage oh, yeah. and yeah. then you ran through the one of the doors and then you came out through the green room and then just before you went running back on stage you looked at us and you just went fuck me they're fucking shit and then you went out and we heard it honestly the door had trouble shutting behind you because of the wave of laughter and energy that was coming and we all looked at, I can't remember who I was on with maybe Paul Thorne or someone like, I can't remember who was there but we all kind of looked at you and went what? what is he hearing? what is he hearing? Like oh, yeah. the place was the place was vibrating yet for some reason in your head, what you was going into your ears, yeah. you were like, oh, it's not. Well, it's a shame because that was that. That's another thing of that whole going back to what we were saying about other people and 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 that that drive. You know, it. it I think at that time, you know, it took me. I wasn't. Even, I didn't even realize it wasn't about me. It was about you know being being a conduit, as as Otis Cullen only once said to me about it's about being a conduit mm. and bringing that fun and laughter to 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 an audience and i think for a long time for many many years you know i thought it was about how well i would go to to, to, to determine um you know my my place in the comedy world oh you know you rock gigs you know you you get standing ovations one after another and all that but actually um it's not about that and you realize that as you as you get on and move on and you know about it's more about bringing some substance as well to it but so now i might come off and go oh you know if i didn't and the audience if i did very rarely happens but i believe that they weren't very good mm. it's probably because because of also the style of what i do now is a lot of people sitting there going i haven't got a clue what's going on here you know All and right. that's fine so I have to take that into account a bit. That's the the difference about if I do a do a tour show or a, or a show where where a lot of people have come to see me. The difference in that to me going out to an audience who haven't got a clue who I am is 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 poles apart. Mm, you know, yeah. 
You know, there's no you. People are perplexed when they don't know I am. You just get people sitting there going, they're looking. I remember one woman once shouted out to me. She went, "Excuse me." She went, "Excuse me." I went, "Yeah." She went, "Is this comedy or horror?" You know. So <laughs> I can understand it if you don't, if you've never seen it, because I think uh, uh, when people are they're looking for uh, they're looking for the for the jokes and the gags, you know, mm. and and. The point is with it all, there is no, there aren't, it's, the joke is there isn't anything, you know, that is the joke. Yeah. You're looking for something that's not there, you know, it's it's just get on the ride and, and come on this silly, silliness, it's just stupid. Yeah. You know? And I like it, you know, singing songs about nothing. I've, you know, I've got a song, I don't think you've ever seen me do it, but I've got a song I sing, which is a song about nothing. <laughs> this is a song about nothing. Nothing! <laughs> you know, it's just about, for me, just... Taking it uh, where, where as far as I can and as away away with the fairies as I can, you know. Yeah, well, you've got what it seems to me is that you've got the the the, the tried and tested uh, or the, the well worn ways of comedy. Everyone uses. There the are only one, the, but you're sort of like it's like you're on the offbeat with yours, and it's like you're you're, well, you're almost like behind it going. <laughs> look at what they're doing there, and then he, look, he's doing that now. And look at that, yeah. and that's and that that's how he got that laugh because he's done that. It's like it's like yeah, you're putting it all I'll, out. I'll, I'll put the I will do the punchline before the setup. Yeah, <laughs> no, but but like you were saying there, that that is the important key thing, and you know you can only play the instrument one way. You know mm. you can only you can only play. There's timing. There's comedy timing, right? You're never going to change comedy time. It's, it's the same as when someone drops a note in a song. You always know when that note is going to be dropped, yeah. right? Because that's comedy timing right <laughs> and you can go around twice if you want okay <laughs> so you can't break comedy timing so you still use you still have to uh, abide by the rule of of rhythm and timing yeah but you put an absurdity in it so right. uh, you know that's why sometimes if you ever watch a comedian and they and and they do something and then they say uh, even if they just f at the end of it you know and they get a laugh and you're like oh, that's a lazy punchline but it's, if they got the timing right you generally can you know, that's like when I used to do a routine about American stand-up comics. What is it about American stand-up comedians where they hold the microphone right out here, where they're doing the build-up to a routine or, 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 or a gag, and then, then when they do the punchline, they put the microphone close to their mouth, so you know they've done it. Right? <laughs> but it's all in the timing. You know yeah, man. they've done it. You know, so it's... <laughs> I'm not telling you that. You know that. No, I'm just I telling know what you mean. Hopefully people listening, they that's are how listening. it works. And... um that's the point that's the point of it so yeah. then you can then you can start playing your tunes can't you you learn to play the piano you know that that's a, a, a major key and that's a, a that's a minor key and that that's a c and that's a g and then that then that's a chord right they're always going to be that on the piano or the guitar but it's what you then make with it isn't yeah. it it's the, it's the music you make with it that's like les dawson les dawson could there play you go played it perfect. badly because he knew how to play it well. Well, that's what they say, but I, I've got a theory that he didn't know how to play it. <laughs> and he, he just got away with everyone going, they think I'm brilliant at it. He just bagged it. I can't play it. <laughs> everyone believes I can. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, oh, wow, it's amazing. Down the ages. But also, I remember one of the best bits of advice, and I still use this to this day, mm -hmm. was you said to me, you can, you can, you've got stepping stones in you. Say you're doing an hour show. You got oh, yeah, stepping yeah, stones, and you can go, you can go wherever you like in between the stepping stones, which is what you've just been saying. Yeah. As long as you get to the next stepping stone. Yeah, little islands. Yeah. Yeah. Chug around them. Yeah, and you can Chug go around like, them say, and the, and anywhere. The, 
and the six shooter as well is my other thing. As, what I mean by that is I've got I've got a little I've got a little imaginary uh, gag gun, right? <laughs> so I know that if if things are starting to fall, right, you you have to bring bring an audience back. So I've got a little gun that I can pull out and go bang. Here's a joke, and they go, oh, that's good. <laughs> the other thing as well, if for new comedians listening. I think as well, if you show a skill, you know, you can you can get away with a lot more. I'd see a prime example of this. I remember seeing Emmanuel, right? Yeah. Uh, what's Emmanuel's last name again? Sanubi. Sanubi, yes. Sorry, Emmanuel. Sanubi. <clears throat> and he comes on. If you don't know Emmanuel, he's a big, big fellow, big bald head. He's lovely. Always gorgeous. He's massive. <laughs> and what was... We were in, uh, where were we? We were in um, Hoffenheim. No, we weren't. No, we weren't. No, we weren't. That's a lie. We were in, um, we were in Austria uh, doing the snowball bombing or, or uh, altitude comedy yeah, festival. Yeah. And there was, a, there was a piano on the stage, right? And I didn't know this. And if you can envisage him, uh, if you, if you, like I just said, he's got a tight bum and a great big, he's like a heart. He's, he's massive, about six yeah. foot five and he's like big, beautiful rugby player looking massive fella. And then he sat down at this piano, and he can play, man. What? What? You get, get him to play piano. You get him to play piano. Oh, it's unbelievable. But what was interesting was, he was mucking around with the audience, and of course he was going well. Of course he was doing all right. He wasn't, he wasn't doing badly. He was doing great. But once he sat at the piano and played that piano beautifully, and then stood up looking the way he does, yeah. like this big hulk of a man... And then he, his comedy went. Wow. Everything he said after that, everything he said was just caught a light. He could have gone, he could have gone, and they would have just gone, yes, because he showed that skill yeah. at the piano that no one expected. Not even me. I was like, I was gobsmacked. I was like, oh my god, what? I mean, why wouldn't he be able to play a piano like that? But, yeah, yeah, because he's a great big dude. Because he looks like this great big rugby playing yeah, yeah, fella. Yeah. You don't think that he's going to be out, sit down, and tickle the keys like he did? It was incredible. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, well, that's it, it. We do make assumptions, don't we? Based on like people, like like we talked about earlier. Like people, you and I. People, they hear us talking. They assume certain things. They go, "Oh, well, he must be into that." He's always a bit of a lad, so he must be this, this, and this. And you go, well, "No, I'm been. I've, you don't know what I'm into. You don't know what I no. do." No, I, there's well, more to me than that, and it's the same with with Emmanuel. But it, but it's it's also that thing. Um, Going on to something completely different there. You know, uh, a lot of these um, reality people and all that, they moan on about being trolled mm. and stuff. And, of course, you did get trolled, but it don't bother me. But um, I remember my mate, who was a mate of mine, I don't speak to him anymore, but um, he said something to me once, um, and, and just it's kind of on what you were just saying, and I thought that it was brilliant. It was brilliant. And uh, I won't use the word that he used because it's the biggest swear word. Right? Oh, that's all right. Okay. We've used that a few times. Already. Okay, but like, anyway, it's a C-bomb word, right? Yeah. But he said, I was going, look at this geezer having a go at me, blah, blah, blah. And he went, son, he went, he don't know you, boy. He doesn't know you. He doesn't know you. He doesn't He doesn't know you. Yeah. So why are you worrying what he thinks? He doesn't know you. And I went, yeah, but he goes, look, he said to me, what you got to worry about? He said, but people that don't know you calling you a C next Tuesday is not the problem. He said, it's when the people that love you start calling you a C next Tuesday. That's when you got to worry. Mm, yeah. And I was like, that's exactly what it is, isn't it? And it goes back to that. They don't know you. People don't know you. And no. just saying there, what we were saying, I know I've kind of gone a thing. A no, no, no. It makes sense, yeah. But that that's the point. And I think when you, when you do comedy and you you perform you're only going up there and doing what you do to have a laugh and make people laugh 
the problem, of course, is this then someone takes it a bit further and goes, oh, well, that's what you are, and I'm coming after you. And you're going, yeah. oh, that's, it's an act, man. <laughs> yeah. Just calm down, brother. My calm shoes down, don't man. really talk to each other. No, they don't out. really talk, and it's all fine, and I am a little bit crazy, but that's, you know, uh, and sometimes you get that off, off stage when someone's only having a bit of a laugh with you, but you're kind of going, all right, you know, I've changed my glasses now, if you like, you know what I mean? I've, yeah. You know, I've taken my stage glasses off now. This is me now. So, you know, those jokes that you're having with me now is is a, is a bit personal. It's yeah. It's not that, that that was there. This is now, you know. Yeah, 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 exactly. I know what you mean. Speaking of that, with this with this podcast and with this, you're, it seems like you're now creating your own universe. So you, it, almost like a, not a safety thing, like it, almost like, a, yeah, maybe protection. You've gone like, oh, I'm going to just create my own world, which you are more than welcome to come into. Yeah. But fuck this, because this is this makes less sense than the than shit that goes on in my universe. And you think I'm the crazy one? Outside is insane. Yeah. Does, does that make sense? Does it, yes. Does, yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, uh, 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 you know, are you am I am I actually the same one walking amongst the crazy people? I think they say maybe I'm not. I'm not mad. Maybe it's everybody else. It's like when it's, it's that thing, isn't it? When someone says, uh, "Well, have a have a nice day, won't you?" and you go, "Well, it won't be me causing the problems." No, <laughs> probably I am causing the problems. I don't know, you know. Yeah. But that 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 like you're saying about doing podcasts and stuff, and that, and that's that. It's the nice thing to create that get get into that world with like bear with me, getting into that world and creating these crazy worlds that that that, that are actually quite simple stories. Mm. But then they they spin off into this sort of surrealism and stuff. But what's really nice about them, I can say a lot in those because you know you can get a lot away get away with a lot more when you're in character. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it, and it, and using all the all the kind of people inside me, like you said, the loads of Terry's, you know, to bring them all out and then put them put them down in into a into an audio world. And that and that's also good fun as well because it's a challenge because I'm quite a physical uh, sort of comedian. To then do, I found this doing when I was doing the Radio 4 stuff, to be funny on audio and be visual on audio yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, quite, is quite a thing. And I quite enjoy making my audio visual, if that makes any that sense makes at all. If you listen sense, to my yeah. stuff, you'll go, oh, right, I can really see it. You know, and it's only just mucking around. Now I'm, on, I'm just finishing episode four. Uh, it was actually the last episode, the highest three, is where now I've really got used to how to use logic, which I've recorded. So now everything's moving around in your head now. And this fourth one, when I when I come to now edit this one, when I do the master, it's going to be great because I'm going to sort of Dolby Atmos it. So it'll be all around your head and <laughs> oh, they'll be talking wow. and moving and, and it's bringing it all to life. But it's very labour intensive, you know, and because all the sounds and all the music and all the voices in it and all the writing of it it's all entirely me apart from the wally kid who the kid next door who lives next door at the bear and ed and that's played by my son no 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 although i could do it myself though you know what i mean but everything everything and what what that sounds like oh god you're fully yourself mr boastful but um it's brilliant just to be able to go i'm in control of this yeah I'm the producer, I'm the writer, the director, everything on it, and no one can tell me what I can and can't do because I just stick it on Podbean and Apple Podcasts and, uh, well, it puts it out there for me. So yeah. my, I've got my own world. You can go and find it if you want. Same with, with you, you know, yeah, with, this, yeah, yeah. Uh, with our inst- insanity here. <laughs> you know, and, and we're in control of it, and, it, and it's beautiful, you know, because a few people said, put it on BBC Sounds, and no disrespect to BBC Sounds or any of that, but I did. I don't want that to be a case at the moment where I'm being told what to do. I want to. Yeah. I want to draw my own picture. 
Yeah, exactly. You'll you get, know, and, yeah. I, and I'm enjoying doing it. I've really only really started doing it for me mum and dad to listen to, really, but... <laughs> <laughs> I stuck them out there, you know? but they're doing all right. They're doing all right. I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're not, they're not, um, you know, not number one podcast, but they're they're, they're certainly being listened to. Yeah, man, and, that's and, what you want. Yeah, but just I just to cut in here. I thought you fit, killed your father in episode two as well. Ah, well, is he dead though? <laughs> because the other thing, because if you listen in heist, uh, in heist, of course. Then when the uh, when Mank and Danny are talking, which is Danny from Off the Curb, by the way, is it? I don't tell. Yeah, I put Danny. Uh, no, I'm doing Danny. Oh, you're from doing off the Danny, curb right? Got you. Yeah, because I just nick loads of people. I might put you Martin do Rich Wilson in. There, hey, right? yeah. uh, uh, he, uh, right, it's all. <laughs> uh, um, but he says, Danny goes. Uh, he goes. They're a weird bunch. One looked like a librarian, and uh, the other, the other one looked, was an old man dressed in as a, as an old lady. So. I haven't quite decided yet whether his mum is actually a fella. I don't know. Oh, do you know what? This is this right. This is good. This is a right. So, my right. This is a bit of a personal story, but I'll tell you right now. So, my granddad was. Yeah. I mean, they, he used to. He used to wear women's clothing when he was. Yeah. My, my dad went round there one day, and they looked for the, they, the car was on the drive, but there was no answer at the door. So they looked in, looked through the letterbox, yeah. and they thought it was my my dad's grandma. Anyway, dad went round the back to go and say, oh, where's, where's mum and dad? And it was, he was greeted by his own dad dressed in his garms. And he oh. just went, this is what I, yeah, this is what I do when I'm on my own. This is, this is me, which freaked me dad out a little bit at the time. And then he kind of came to terms with it later on. But they still talk about, they, they used to make a joke saying that they thought what had happened was my nan had actually died and not my granddad. And he'd just taken her place. <laughs> oh, right, there you go. And it was like, okay. There you see? Yeah. So. <laughs> but isn't it amazing how 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 the, and I can understand your, your dad being freaked, but it's funny how mm. someone just wearing uh, a different set of clothes yeah. can bring a completely pers- different perspective on, on someone's being, isn't yeah. it? It's, it's like, just clothing. Oh, he's got a woman's dress on, so, oh, no, he's not quite what we thought he was. But Yeah, but it's just society he, telling you that, that is a, those are women's funny, clothes. It's funny, isn't it? Those are men's clothes. Well, it's all made from the same. It's all cut from the same cloth. It's all cut from the same cloth, and that's the point. That's the point. But yeah, father, father. Um, yeah, yes, father. Uh, uh, Paul Daniels. I love that. I bet every. I was going to come back with something when when you emailed me, and I'm not going to. I thought oh, <laughs> Everyone, that's, that's I good. always get it's boring. Is he, not, is he not dead? I thought he was dead. Yeah, I was going to say I thought you were dead, but <laughs> yeah. then I thought well, everyone's done that. But um, yes, I think they did shoot him, and I've got a feeling that his dad might. Um, we might go a little bit deeper with that at some point but at the moment i'm still i'm still trying to find um you know more about the character of myself at the moment you know it's quite it's quite nice because when i when i write a story the stories what i do is i just have like these little headers and then as i'm writing it 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 just writes man it just writes itself and it's that whole thing of you know if you've got strong characters they just put it just pours out of you because what you have to remember is i've done this when i've read the scripts back and gone "Mm." Is that funny? This one I'm doing at the moment was really hard, right? Because it's 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 like a Russian doll of a story. It's when it's it's crazy, right? And I had to get a mate of mine to read it to say see if I was actually certified, right? But as I'm recording it, I'm actually giggling away, and then you start adding little bits as well, yeah. of course. But um, and you have to trust in that it's the characters when you're writing it. You know, the bear is funny, man. He's funny, and the more angry he gets, and when he swears, I know swearing is so immature, but when the bear starts swearing, you know, I get annoyed when you just shut your face. Now, listen here, bear. No, I don't care, mate. All right, I've had enough of it. Oh, yes, you've had enough of it, have you? Very nice. Yeah, nice way to talk to you, friend. Look, why don't you just fuck off? <laughs>
you know. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I'll go to the bottom of my stairs. <laughs> you know. And then she's on it as well. That's the mother. You know, anyway. But. Oh. <laughs> what, what's nice? She lives in the cupboard. She does. She's, the, she's their Alexa. <laughs> so they go... Yeah, Irene. And he goes, Hello, Irene. Oh speaking. my God, my mum's called Irene. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's all based, everyone's based on something, though. She's based on Irene Handel. I'm looking at their images now. I made all their uh, I made all their artwork. Um, oh, mate. He's, Ed is based, well, Ed, the original routine in my act was me saying, Do you think when dancing bears get rescued, do you, do you think they want to carry on dancing? And it was flip. It was just said to me by Chris Gilbert once. He just said it to me. And I said, you've got to let me have that. Yeah. And he went, yeah, yeah, of course. And then, of course, I did this routine of the, of the, of the it was like Eddie Izzard and Tommy Cooper. That's what it was. It was like him going, you're free, baby. You must go to the woods. You're free. And he goes, I like dancing. And I love dancing. That's why I've, I've always done it. <laughs> I love dancing. No, but bear, you're free. You must go. Anyway, it's crazy um, routine. And that's how it found its way on my radio show. But, he actually is kind of loosely was loosely based on Eddie Izzard, Ed, the uh, the the, dad, the, yeah. the main man, not the dad. But his image, which I'm looking at at the moment, is is based on Leonard Rossiter. Oh, so mate! What I've done is everything. Everything in the show is actually all loads of callbacks, and there's loads of Hancock in there. I use loads of, you know, things Hancock said. I've, there's loads of little Easter eggs in it. You know, if you if you if you're good with old time radio and and stuff, you'll be going, all oh, right. You know, when Mrs. Coombs comes in, she, she's Patricia Coombs. It's Pat Coombs. You know, right. they're all Love in that. there. You know, and I even just in this one, I'm doing I'm doing a, I'm doing a newly deceased. I'm doing a Alan Rickman's in this one at the moment. <laughs> Give me my detonators, John. McLean. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned Irene Handel and Hancock, the best bit in The Rebel. Best. Where she comes what are you going to say? Yeah, you know what I'm going to say. Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> that is a self-portrait. Who else? Lauren Hardy. Beautiful, isn't it? Oh, it's mate. beautiful. It's a beautiful. Pr- <laughs> what a film that is, by the way. That's you know, people going film. about films. I'm not really a big... I don't really watch films anymore. I just get bored. But that is beautiful, that film. And also spot the upcoming star cameo in that. Mm, I bet you didn't realise that, did you? No. Oh, I'll have to in, watch it. When he gets abroad, when he, when he gets to France and he's in one of those little holes and they're all talking, they're all being artists, aren't they? Oh, yeah. This one little boy <laughs> pops up, with this, he says about three words. He says something like, uh, but how do you know this? Something like that, right? And oh. uh, he's beautiful looking and it's Oliver Reed. No. Yeah, you watch it now, you'll go, oh, he's Oliver oh, Reed. Oh, fucking God. Yeah, it's Oliver Reed. Right. Yeah, unknown, young, beautiful. He looks a bit like Robbie Williams, funny enough. Oh, yeah, he was a good-looking man, wasn't he? Lovely-looking man. I was you. Oliver Reed. Ah, You know, Omid was with him the, the the night he died. Omid was left that pub in Malta. Really? Yeah, he'd come. These sailors had come in. He was. He was. He was. They took him off the wagon, didn't he? And then he didn't oh, come. Yeah, that's he didn't it. come back off the. But Omid was with him as he left him. And he went in the pub. That's the last anyone saw of him. Fucking hell. When they were doing... Uh, Gladiator, wasn't it? Gladiator. Gladiator, yeah, yes, mate. Yes. I tell you, you mentioned, going back a bit, you mentioned you mentioned your lovely wife, Dee. Dee. And I've met her. Brilliant. I love her. She's a beautiful woman. Fantastic human being. What's lovely is that she obviously accepts... Or, or, you know, or... Tolerates. Flip it round. Oh, you, oh right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you support each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought I was a crazy one for many years, but no. Oh. No, it turns out that actually maybe not. No, she's a good one. Yeah, she she and I compliment, even though we are constantly, I say at each other's throats is probably a really bad terminology because we're not, we're not aggressive to each other, but neither of us will be told by the other. You know what mm, I mean? Like strong. I will be like going, no, I'm, well, I'm not doing it. And she'll be like, well, don't tell me what to do. So we're in a, and then poor old Bo sitting there going, oh, here we go again. <laughs> but Dee's dad was a very aggressive bank robber. And really? uh, oh, right. yeah, 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 and she's now in in inheriting more and more of old Del Boy's traits. Uh, he sadly he sadly left us, but um, yeah, I mean, you've ne- in his own words, you've never met anyone like him in your life, uh, Dad. He was something else. He was oh, something really? else, Derek. Oh my God, yeah, and he was yeah, he blue safes. Yeah, so that, right. in fact, in the in the heist on the podcast, bear with me. Um, there's a bit in that when they try and get in the vault and they found another vault, and that actually is Derek's story told me when they were on a job once. No, so it's actually loosely based on one Derek story. Yeah, they were in there for six hours drilling this pla- this vault out, and he and he went to me, "What was in? What drink was in the vault?" And I went, "I don't know." Money he goes, "Money, he gets really aggressive. Wait, money, mum, you hear this, mum?" What's he talking about? Money. Well, what, what What was in a vault? I went, I don't know. Jewellery. Fucking jewellery. Another vault. <laughs> <laughs> so they had to go back in. And that's kind of loosely based on, on, on episode three on Bear With Me. The heist is based on, on that story. Mate. See, that's what... Isn't it? It's amazing. Right, what you know, yeah. baby. Well, this is it. Well, we've been really lucky to have lived extraordinary lives. Really. Yeah. Like I've met some incredible people through doing comedy. I've managed. I've got friends all over the place now through doing comedy. Yeah, you know, and it, or just saying yes to things. Go, okay, yeah, I'll do that. All right. I yeah. think as well. I, I, I mean, if I hadn't did, if I hadn't did, if I hadn't did comedy, <laughs> right, I'd still be there. No, I was. Uh, I lived out in this little place called South Woodham, Ferrers, which is sort of the other side of Chelmsford. Now yeah. I live on the other side of Chelmsford. Funny enough. Um, but yeah, I think if I just stayed in that world, I would never have grown. That's more the point, you yes. know. I've actually grown as a person. I'd still be saying uh, uh, probably things that you would be. Put, I'd be the bloke going, "Well, you can't say that no more, can you? You can't say that no more." Yes, you know, I'd be same. one of those blokes. So um, I, I kind of grew, and like you say, you know, what a blessing! What a blessing! My, my life's been being a comedian and the places and the. I've been everywhere in the world. I mean, I'm, I've seen things. I literally have. I can't even talk about because I've signed secrets things oh, wow. and stuff. But I've seen things that you go, mm, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'd like to say more on that, but I really can't. No, but, um, so I know. Having seen certain things myself, you go, yes, you can't yes, so see them, and uh... <laughs> no. And so it's been, uh, it's been, it's been, it's it's been a great rolling ride. And, uh, you know, long may it continue. But yes, I totally agree with you. We're just so lucky to do, I mean, you know, I'm just playing all the time. My mate was saying, we went out uh, last week, me, four, three of us, four of us, sorry. Uh, and it was like, we got the band back together. Nice. And my mate, Martin owns um, Balgore's estate agents, which is a big, a big estate agents, right? And uh, he's, he worked very, very hard to get to that place, you know. And um, his whole thing was like, you know, going on about how he got there and how many hours he would work and this and that. And blah, blah, blah. and I said, this is all too grown up for me, mate. <laughs> you know, this is, I admire, I admire where you've got to in your life. But 
it's all too grown up. You know, I, I people in business who've done very well, I admire them for that. But <laughs> I would have just stayed a kid. We go and play, don't we? I mean, we're yeah, playing yeah, yeah. now, aren't we? Yeah. Look, we're just playing now and talking about ourselves. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> you can't beat that. If we had a plate of sausages as well, it'd be brilliant. <laughs> sausages change everything. Sausages. <laughs> I love sausages. I remember seeing Janie, Janie Godley doing a routine about her husband. The way, way to keep him happy is put a, put, put a, a, put a film of a documentary of sharks on the telly and give him sausages. Sausage sandwiches. <laughs> Sausage sandwich and shark documentaries. Very good. Well done, Jane. <laughs> it's well, that's something else as well. Like, you know, yeah. Do the things that make you happy. If you if you you know, if it's watching films or like you said, or it's gardening or painting or Absolutely, you, you know, are so. to it what well, we're very lucky that we really do get to drive our own bus. That's the yes. thing, you know. I think a lot of people, you say, well, you know, you're the driver of your bus. But then again, not if you've got to get up and drive a bus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, literally, yeah. and and pay the bills. And there's nothing wrong with that, because I'd love to be a bus driver, actually. But <laughs> that gets in the way, doesn't it? And we, yeah. we are lucky that, you know, we work to live. You know what I mean? That's We're not, we're not living to work. No. no. Yeah, that's Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you say, if you're, it's all very well, like you've got to get up. Paid, you've got to do the job, you've got to pay the bills, then you've got to come back, you've got your family to attend to, and so you can't... All the other stuff, and yeah, you can so understand... Difficult. You can see why people then get down and depressed, because they, they're they not going to be in a band anymore, you know, they're slowly edging away, mm. isn't it? It's it's like the Pink Floyd, isn't it? You know, the, the st- someone's fired the starting gun, you know, 10 years have got behind you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you know it, it and, and I think that's when people, if they can, just step aside and... Even you know, even if it's on a Sunday, you find a little patch of your garden, a little. And if you haven't got a garden, then just go and get a flower pot. And, and I know it sounds ridiculous, but start creating a garden. It's just yeah, oh, yeah, just yeah. Gar- anything like that, just to start creating and watching something because you can go to work that day, come home, and go. Oh look, it's sprouting now. You know, it's just something. Yeah. To take you away from that thing and and create creation, I think is a, is truly brilliant. For, Absolutely, for anyone oh, yeah. who's feeling shit in their mind, it really is. Yeah, or you do. I've got mates of mine that go shooting, and they go, they, and I'm like, who are you shooting? They go, nothing. We go and shoot fridges. Like they'll they'll take like old furniture and all that into this field and just shoot the furniture. Yeah, so they're not even shooting animals and things like that. They're just like just taking their frustration out and just smashing things up. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's that's well that's where we're at though, isn't it? I remember I remember when my my son when he was a lot younger, he went, "Can I smash this glass?" Can I smash yeah, it? I right. mean, well, it's easier to smash the glass, isn't it? And he went, yeah, but can I smash it? Well, well how about if I said make a glass like this? Just a simple glass. Yeah, just a simple nice. glass. I said, how hard would that be to do? And he went, well, I don't want to do that. I just want to smash it. Because it's easy to smash, isn't it? You know, but to make a glass, just a glass. We're not even talking about making uh, some 3D printer. We're not talking about making a computer. We're talking about making just something out of sand. Yeah. Right? And then moulding it. Right. Oh. Easy to smash it, isn't it? Mate. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I have a T-shirt. Easy to smash, isn't it? But it is. It's easy to smash it. And, and that's why it's, it, you know, it, it's horrible when people, you know, someone is just going back to that again. You know, if someone quite flippantly goes, oh, that's crap. And you go, God, man, you know, the work that's gone and someone yeah, doing yeah, whatever yeah. they've done. You're just going, oh, yeah, it was shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. I always say that about music. That easy, was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always say that, that about music. music. I'm like, I go, no, I... they go, ah, right, shit. And I'm like, I've had this argument with Marcus Berman loads. And I'm like, it's not shit. It's just that you don't like it. I don't particularly like it, but it's not shit. Someone somewhere is getting joy out of this. The person that made it got joy putting it together, like you've just said. True. And then you can't just go, that's ah, shit, because you don't like it. 
Yeah, but yeah. my son does listen to a lot of shit. <laughs> 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 oh man, no, but no, yeah, I totally agree. It's like it's like, for example, a, a case in point of that for me is Prince, right? I don't, I don't do Prince. Doesn't do anything for me. But I know the geezer's a genius. Yeah, but he's only. Got you know what I mean? I know he's amazing. I like. Ten I know songs. he's incredible. I know when I watch him, yeah, and I and I go, oh wow, what a performer! But but his music comes on the radio. I'm not going to be turning it up. But no. that's I'm not going to sit and go, this is shit. No, it's just not for you. And it's easy to yeah. break it, isn't it, mate? Hard oh, to make it. That is a fucking brilliant way to finish, Terry. You smashed yeah. that literally. Ironically, smash Bang! that, mate. <laughs> Where can we find you, Terry? Are you are you on the social still? Because I know you sort of come and go. Yeah, I'm at Terry Alderton's on all of it. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm on those. I don't really do them, but I just put, say about my tickets and my podcast, and and uh, you know I'm doing the odd gig here and there. I'm doing a little tour, uh, so that's all on the website. Lovely, TerryAlderton.com. And the podcast uh, is called a- Bear with Me, and it's on Amazon Music. It's on Amazon Music. It's on uh, Apple Music. It's on uh, Spotify. It's on all of them. Podbean. Lovely, lovely. Yeah. Bear with me. I'm so I'm so glad we got to do this. We've been talking about this for ages. I know, I know, I know. Finally, here we are. He said, "Come and come and." He emailed me, old Paul Daniels. Right, let's start a lot. And uh, I went, "Yeah, of course I'd do it. I've been waiting to do it, mate. Lovely, love Love you, Terry. I love you, Rich Wilson. I love you. All right, mate. Superstardom. uh, Thanks, mate. Adios, and I'll see you all later. Bye." Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming, and podcast production.